Hello, welcome to the patch. This hey. week brought to you by Crunchyroll and Dollar Shave Club. And Ryan's new watch. No watch. <laughs> let's, like, I got let's, here. Let's start the timer. Look, I'm giving shit to Ryan because he yeah, walked it on started. to set about 30 seconds ago. It wasn't walked so much as ran. It was a mad dash onto Look, set. I was in the we middle of recording Meg, something. Meg was sitting in here just yeah, you, to be safe. You, I mean, you can have Meg back. You, Meg, you want to you come be me? Yeah. Okay. What's your, what's your best Ryan impression? <laughs> What do you got? So I hate consoles so much. So we use dumb. I like consoles. Oh, God, Nintendo's the worst, right? Isn't Nintendo so bad, guys? I love Diet one. Coke. Why does anybody <laughs> use a Mac? Oh. It's like I was drinking so you could tell that it was actually her. Oh, right, right. Yeah. We don't even need Ryan here. It's like a ventriloquist <laughs> exactly. uh, trick. <laughs> um, okay. We do like you, Ryan. What? Oh. When, serious. When did Paris Game Week become a thing? You know. This is its first one, isn't it? But no. No, no, no. They had PlayStation Experience. No. They still have PlayStation Experience. Yep. I mean, if I remember, there was... Why? Why two in two months? Well, because three months. Sony doesn't put this one on. That was entirely... This is Paris Game Week, yeah. But remember, they, uh, they didn't do a press conference at Gamescom because they were saving everything for this. Yeah. So, is... like, they're not putting it on, but it's, like, their big show instead of what Gamescom was for everyone else. It has been. It started in 2010. I I never fucking heard of it. Wow, way to not be on the pulse of gaming. In, in 20, you didn't know anything about the Paris Games. In 2014, it is uh, it is apparently ranked the second most attended video game expo in the world after Gamescom. And in 2014, it had 272 thousand people. What? 272 thousand. That was last year. So I'm sure they probably have 300 thousand this year. And 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 I heard about it. I think. A week before the show. No, I heard about it around the whole Gamescom thing, but I haven't followed it in any previous years. I had no idea it was that big. Yeah. Everyone just wants to trip to Paris. I guess. I mean, that, that's, oh, that's, that's a great re- excuse. Right? We should yeah. go to Paris Games that's Week really next year. What do you think? Paris Games uh, Conference? What do they call it? Does Paris it have Games a name? Week. Games Week. They do a whole week? PGW. Yeah. Oh, really stretch it out. Get the uh, most for your travel dollars. See. It was the tw- October 28th to November 1st this year. So it's still going on. We could go right now. But, but that Sony, can't be right. According to that, then it starts today. Well, Sony may have done their press conference oh, tomorrow, yeah. uh, yesterday. So that's why all the news came out. Uh, they unveiled. I was kind of hoping that, you know, because their, their holiday lineup is a little bit thin without Uncharted. I was hoping they were going to come to this and do a whole bunch of those. And it's available right now. And they did like they did one or, one or two of those. There was uh, Well, if it hasn't the started that, yet, maybe they still can. Yeah, but you know how it was so great at E3 during the Bethesda conference when they just go, Fallout Shelter, oh, by the way, you can download it right now. And or in the next couple of days when the servers Unless stop. Unless you're on Android. Completely, oh, you poor thing. You got caught You did just fine. A now you got your so death claws and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. So I'm really grateful for Paris Games Week because there's actually a lot of news and a lot of stuff that came out from there. I mean, a lot of teaser stuff. A lot of VR stuff, well, actually. They even, showed off a lot of not gameplay, but a lot of concept well, stuff. For Not even just teaser stuff, but some of the stuff we've been talking about forever and getting annoyed at is finally starting to get release dates. I don't want to blow our whole wad, yeah. so let's not blanket it. We actually have stuff to talk about that's hands-on, too. Like, we can talk about Halo, we can talk about Assassin's Creed, we can I talk about said, the, let's not blow it all. But Elite okay, controller, yeah, like, yeah, we have things we're not new. Well, I'm just, we're not blowing it. It's not blowing it. Look, we haven't <laughs> talked about it yet. It's just things we can't talk about. I'm just putting it on an agenda, okay? I already put out an agenda. It's right here. Uh, fine, fine. I'm just sharing it with the audience, okay? Okay? Fine. We're feisty. 
we're uh, we're in a in a fighting mood today. <laughs> that was the most m- lack of enthusiasm. We're we're fighting, oh, we're fighting. Yeah, man. We're, uh, that's a real it's, lively time. It's like time. NPR. I don't know if I can keep up this pace. I had a second apple Babe, juice today. NPR I think I might so be a little too jittery. You um, listen to that, and you, I instantly feel smarter and really relaxed. <laughs> it's the tone of voice. It makes you feel like you're learning something valuable, even if no one's saying anything of any value. Man, they, they should just teach, like the patch. Yeah, they should teach that to teachers. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it doesn't work on kids. Yeah, it does not work on kids. Mm. Kids, you kids just... don't want to be soothed at all, ever. Yeah, true. Um, so Otherwise, it... blues clues wouldn't work. Is, it, uh, yeah. is either you a Tekken player? Anybody? No. no. Well, I played it a long time ago. I used to play it in the arcade, but I have not played the recent, the last like four titles. Yeah. I've played one or two matches, but wouldn't call myself a Tekken player. Yeah, same here. I think I played the first couple, and it's it's been a long time since I've gotten into the series. So I guess that was one of the things that they announced this week was Tekken Seven, and I think even with that one, like you mentioned, they have uh, they announced some form of VR support, but they didn't delve into it. Yeah, everything. Would, Pretty much everything they touched on with uh, Morpheus is really surface, like really it's, conceptual. It's, it's PlayStation VR now, right? Yeah, sorry, it's PlayStation, PlayStation VR. VR. Which, by the way, way less cool name than Project Morpheus. I know! That's just like the way it is with a lot of code names. Remember Project Dolphin? Dolphin, yeah. uh, there's Natal. Natal. Natal sounds way more interesting than Connect. Yeah, except everyone, if you read it in print, a lot of people are just like, Project Natal. Yeah, Natal. Yeah. Ne- neonatal. Pregnant ladies. Mm, Deep in the super exciting. Womb. Yeah, that was very nascent technology that probably could have stayed in the womb a little bit longer when it was first rolled out. Yeah. Oh, well, it's little brother is better. <laughs> it is somewhat, somewhat. You learn from your mistakes with the first one, right? Mm. By the end, you just let, let them stay up. They don't have a bedtime. You buy them all the cool stuff. I'm not bitter. You're saying all the right things, but neither of you have kids. <laughs> it's like you're there in it, the house. It's like I, I listen to it. I rarely have two. You borrow kids. I borrow kids. That's not the same. It's great. Plus, they by came the way. This borrowing them is awesome. I had to pick kids up from school for the first time last week. Boy, was that an experience. <laughs> I feel like I need a minivan. You, you really should, actually. It's, uh, well, I'm sorry. That's not gaming a related. Minivan, we right? got so much gaming news. We should talk about games and not picking up kids from school because that's a lot less interesting. Unless they're not your kids, then it's really interesting. Gus is just, he's no. completely <laughs> flabbergasted. Like, what I'm, are you I'm doing? Just zoned out. There it is. Yep. All right. Uh, you want to see people with life. Why don't you tune in Friday to the sponsor viewing of Achievement Hunter Podcast? Oh. Which is named? Uh, off Topic. Yes. Hey, hey, nice. Yeah. I don't know if that was I a surprise, things. but you guys made a show name for it. Uh, yeah. No. Site, once, so. you, once you put something on the site, the subreddit figured it out already. Yeah, it's all everyone over. Everyone figured it out. Um, so we, we are not Tekken players, so I can't really speak too much to Tekken 7. But uh, moving on from that, I guess they uh, unveiled... A, a new game called Boundless, which is being developed by Wonderstruck. It's a cross-platform title for PC and PS4. It looks kind it of voxel-based, like... Minecrafty, uh, MMO with big portals or that teleport you all around the world. It looks like a cross between uh, No Man's Sky, which isn't even out yet, but we have such a talk about there too, and Minecraft. Like it, everything seems to want to be Minecraft. They're all trying to crack that formula and sell 50 million and, copies and i think most people go for the lowest hanging fruit and they just think oh let's make it voxel, voxel based right mm-hmm. <laughs> let's give it that same aesthetic and people will equate it yeah although i will say that voxel based stuff at least unless you're coding it all in java is probably a lot easier for a lot of machines to handle so you can render out greater distances and generate stuff and it will probably fit together because it's all you know, specific shapes. I will say it does look at least like they're doing some real-time lighting and shadowing and things like that that Minecraft early on didn't really, well, 
It had shadows. Yeah. It yeah, looks like so. Minecraft with like some nice graphics mods, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like some E&B mods and uh, you know a couple texture packs and just, oh yeah. All the pretty stuff that <laughs> other people had to make to make it look presentable. Yeah, but unlike Minecraft, uh, you play with every other player in a shared world, which is what puts me in mind of games like No Man's Sky, because that's also shared universe, technically. Yes. It's, not, it's not an MMO, because it seems like there's a lot of single-player exploration and you know you don't go on raids necessarily that's not the focus so it seems it's mmo-ish we, we really don't like know single you player could build ish. one i suppose you could build your own raid i mean if it's really that open of a world I'm, it does say you can form guilds i so wonder what the, there are those elements there's always gonna be though in well not always but i mean in most cases it seems like whenever someone pitches this like destiny was pitched in a very similar way where it's like you can just go anywhere and then hop in with all your friends and all the people are there and then, you know, when the reality of it is, it's like, well, you, you can go there with three people. Uh, to a couple of plants. Right. So I wonder what Only on that part. The, really out, the real output of this is going to be. Is it going to be something that's that open where it's like, wow, 100 people are checking out this one zone at one time? Or it's going to be like, well, you can invite 10 friends. Come on in. So, well, this seems like it's, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a shared universe between everyone, then I would assume it's more towards the latter, then I think the big thing would be finding your friends. So are we talking yeah. about No Man's Sky now? I just want to make sure. I guess both are really yeah. the, the very similar, this but No Man's Sky is not in MMO, right? I don't know. But it's they, shared We still universe. really don't know. It's shared universe, though. The most interesting thing to me about that No Man's Sky teaser they put out was one of the ships approached a planet, and it displayed the name of the planet on screen, and it said, Discovered By, and it had a yes. player's name. Yeah, that's not new, though. We They've knew about that, that, that uh, once you discover a planet, then... That planet is in the galaxy map for everyone, it's and like you naming get credit for having discovered it. I'm going to discover Columbus. everything. You're going to discover everything? Yeah. I want to pee on every planet. I wonder if they'll reset it, because, uh, you know, a lot of times people will get, some groups of people will get early access to certain games, and I wonder if they're going to reset it when it goes live, just to prevent, like, somebody from taking over half the galaxy. There's... Aren't there billions of planets or something like that? I don't think that's going to be a problem. Well, the question is, do you all start at like the universe center, or you? Because if you are, then it's going to move outward where everyone will have explored. It's going to be everywhere, just like peppered all around the place. You must just like within this, you know, this given distance, you spawn Mm -hmm. somewhere. Which does bring it back to what if it is multiplayer? How do you find your friend? It's going to be in sector fourteen. There's got to be some kind of, like, party-up teleport mechanic. It looks like you have a... Well, it does look like you have a space warp, and you probably have a coordinate system, because it's... Yeah. I mean, you're navigating space, so you want to know where you are. And it, uh, as far as I know, uh, I remember hearing that it's difficult... Like, it can be challenging for interplanetary travel, because you can be attacked and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine that there are... There's PvP. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of that, they Maybe. also were... Talking about just PVE. <laughs> so much of this stuff is so vague. Like, yeah. I'm excited about the game. I'm really happy it has a release window, June 2016, by the way. Uh, and I still don't know, quite know what it is that I'm excited about. And, and they, they've said again, it's ideas. coming to PS4 and PC in a simultaneous release, and it's a timed console exclusive. So it will come to Xbox One. That's what it seems like. They haven't explicitly said that, but, I mean, where else? What else? Is What's going to be Wii U? Right. I don't think so. Ryan? You make a crack. Oh man, I can't wait to do this and explore the universe. You haven't even played Wii U, have you? Yeah, you don't know. You, you, you don't know what you're talking you about, it, right? <laughs> you, you do some of this and some of this. What, what's happening, Ryan? Are you the, getting gangbanged? You know, I'm, I'm wee, weeing. <laughs> this is how you wee, right? 
<laughs> no, that's not is that what it's like to get gangbanged? I don't know. I just you seem like you got dicks all over the place. I all mean, right. um, <laughs> seems like an interesting experience, I guess. Uh, so how how are you feeling about the game? I know you've been very skeptical about it this whole time. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm well. I don't know that I'm that's really that skeptical. I'm excited. You're, you you seemed skeptical on them being able to deliver on the promise that's been built for it. They don't have a lot of promise to it. I mean, it, they've they've said okay, you got a big universe. You can fly from any planet, land on any planet, look around. All the visuals we've seen of it have not been hugely intensive. It's it's very towards the cell shaded side of the spectrum. A lot of it has a very uh, strong like color filter on it too. Mm-hmm. So that might actually be kind of obnoxious after a while but um yeah i mean it all comes down to what can you do with your friends uh is a single player experience if you just can look around how much can you build what can you do can you obviously they've shown some uh character development stuff like you can collect resources and you Mm -hmm. can craft things uh but how much of that is there how deep is it because just looking around gets old after a while right at least to me like there's a certain point where i'm like ah it's all right we're on blue planet number 17 this one is also slightly less blue. No, no, no. In the trailer we saw, there were some green-looking planets, too. They looked like uh, they looked like gigantic vats of toxic slime that turns everyone who lands on them into superheroes. Superheroes? Isn't that what happens when you land on toxic slime? I must have missed that slime? part of the, the trailer. No, you're, it, it was a space sun. part. It was uh, one of the, the space traversals. You're in a ship, and there's these crazy green planets all over. No, I meant I missed the part where you became a superhero. Oh, well, I haven't fallen in slime yet. Okay. It's like mutagen, you know. It just, it, something will happen, yeah. Secret of the use. Okay. It happens, yeah. Um, what else? I'm going down my list of PlayStation announcements. So, I mean, when was this press conference, by the way? Was it yesterday? Yes. All the yes, news pretty before? much just dropped today, so yeah, it must be Yeah, a lot of the news was, was came in, but we saw, was it... Um, it was the sequel. Is the heavy not not heavy rain, but by De- the same Detroit. people. Detroit. There we go. The one about the the android who feels that's based on the PS4 tech demo. PS3 tech demo. PS3 tech demo. Kara. It's been so long. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So that really looks interesting to me. It seems like they're building a world where androids exist, and it's the whole question of uh, if androids existed with their own artificial intelligence. Are they second-class citizens, or what rights do they have? And androids are always getting that storyline. They don't have anything new ever. It's always the "Am I human? Do I feel? Can we? Do Do I have rights? Etc. Etc. Let's have let's have an android. Can we have a post-integration android story just once? We got to get through all the conflict first. We've done it. We've done it so many times. We've done it bad, like the Matrix. We've done it good, like Uh, uh, like that Robin Williams one, the Bicentennial Man. He became a real human at the end, <laughs> but he died to do uh, it. Would you classify I would argue, Pinocchio? I would, I would argue the Pinocchio, Matrix is not you. that story. Uh, the Matrix yes, is a different story. That is, well, it's AI. That's to the extreme of loss. Right. But we, don't, we never really seen like a I, – I guess there's a couple – I don't know. Every time there's always a prejudice against the androids. I've never seen a, a – Because they're stupid, filthy animals. Machines. I would like to apologize for all to all the future androids for what I'm uh, Gus down has said. On it right now, I, Gus frequently we he's, he's in so much trouble. The we, robots are going for uh, him. But yeah, we don't. We, we don't the rest support of us his, his like attitude. robots a lot and would like to coexist peacefully yes. with our overlords. No, I want a I want an android Covered. footstool. Nice. 
Uh, but the, the, <laughs> you want it to be sentient so it knows that it's, your feet are on top of so it. So it knows that my feet smell bad are on top of it, yes. <laughs> uh, you want it to have a nose, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, require that you have olfactory senses and sentience so that you know what I'm doing to yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's really cool. I'm a big fan of the studio. I was a huge fan of Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls, I didn't get into as much. Uh, I didn't think it was as good. Are but, you a fan of David Cage's work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm really excited about the prospect of it. Did they say anything about who the performance capture for Kara was? I don't game? think so. at the end, when she turned around, she, her face kind of reminded me of Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I've hmm. heard that a lot. I've also heard some other TV actress hmm. a lot, lots of comparisons. So who knows? We could be running into another Ellie situation. Yeah. Careful. Yeah. You may be setting up a future lawsuit, right? <laughs> not, be real careful about not, what you say. Not my problem. I didn't model it. I didn't performance <laughs> capture it. Yeah. I feel like this game is probably going to be a little bit polarizing. David Cage's work tends to be. Either people really like it and the questions that it asks and the exploration of the themes and all that stuff, or they just hate it and think it's emotional and durable. Hmm. So it's a... Uh, should be interesting to see when this game comes out, what everyone thinks. I, yeah, I think, I, I, like I said, I really like Heavy Rain. If it, if it skews more that way, an ambiguity of choices as opposed to Beyond Two Souls, which seemed a little more gimmicky to me. I mean, like a Heavy Rain-style uh, game about human-android interaction uh, would almost feel kind of like Blade Runner, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not not mm-hmm. nothing's necessarily black and white, but you get right. more of the subtlety uh, between the two choices or mm-hmm. between two extremes. Kind of dystopian human android future that that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. But no, we've done that before. Well, we haven't done it in a game. Dyst- uh, dystopian android future in a game. What about Deus Ex? Where, that's what I was well, thinking. No, but, see, but that's more like augmentation. That's, I mean, yeah, it, that's, it is. But they also got into, um, or they're also getting into, you know. The, the rights of, of people who of augmented have augmentations people, yeah. and they're second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty similar. It's not claiming it sentient AI, but it is, you know, robotics make you not a human anymore. What about that tremendous film with Will Smith? What was that again? iRobot? Yeah, that one. <laughs> the one where they just took Asimov and peed on him for a while. But had really cool cars and stuff, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, totally sweet. Yeah. Um, here, I'm going to read this. I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is the destination for the most authentic anime experience you can find outside Japan. They offer the largest, most diverse collection of anime series straight from the source. Each season, they bring in the best new anime from Japan to deliver the largest lineup of anime from classics to new favorites. Try out Crunchyroll Premium for 30 days for free with Crunchyroll.com slash The Patch. They have unlimited anime, manga, and drama titles. Newest episodes as soon as one hour after air in Japan via simulcast. All episodes are professionally subtitled and ad-free in 1080p HD. You can enjoy Crunchyroll across all devices, Xbox, PlayStation, Wii U, Roku, Android, iOS, etc. This fall season's lineup includes shows such as The Perfect Insider, The Asterisk War, Comet Lucifer, and Kaiku 2. Kaiku 2. Sorry. Uh, Crunchyroll Premium Membership is usually $6.95 a month, but it's yours free if you go to Crunchyroll.com slash The Patch. Try Crunchyroll Premium for 30 days for free with Crunchyroll.com slash The Patch. Thank you, Crunchyroll, for your support of our discussions of androids and why they are inferior to humans. So, uh, I mean, not inferior. Po- possibly superior. Right. <laughs> I look forward to their... their Governance Although, of the you, human race. Did you see the? Um, there's a video pretty recently it's, that was of two chatbots talking to each other. I mean that stuff it pops up mm-hmm. repeatedly every now and again. But this was a new one. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, they got a ways to go. I think it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's not like tomorrow that we're going to have this issue. It's going to be a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to buy some? No. Do you want to buy some? Yes. What? Really? Okay. Yeah. You no. Know, um, I heard they're. Uh, you know those uh, those robot auto callers. Mm-hmm. They're starting to like just publish the numbers those come from, so you can block. <laughs> well, it's because they're funny because you can call them on them being a robot, and they're like. No, <laughs> no, I'm not a robot. No, no, they never deny it. Yeah, they do. They do now. Yeah, if oh, you okay. uh, there's been a couple published where if you talk and they they know their names of them too. Like there are certain models that have names and they they will identify the people that have them. It would be a weird job to be the voice of a robot. Do you think they actually use a human voice or do they actually use a synthesizer? No, I imagine that there's some some voice capture that in there. Probably. I mean, I mean it there, sounds natural. If there's voice capture for Siri, yeah. then there's voice capture for these. It sounds natural robots. until they have a pause, like do, when it has to think. Do you think that if, like, let's say you're making one of these mm-hmm. auto-caller things and you, you've, you've programmed a voice into it, would you give it regional dialects based on the area code it's dialing? Like Ooh. if it's dialing, Ooh, like give it a nice little Texas like draw right, and have it dialing, call everybody, honey. Right. If it's dialing people in Texas, it would use that. If it's dialing people like in Georgia, it uses you know, like a more of a southern drawl. Do you think? Well, because it wouldn't be that really going to get away with it when you're making one. Like this one, they'll buy this one. Well, like just to just to tailor it a little more, make uh-huh. it seem like not quite as bizarre. Francine's the one. She'll I mean, convince them all. Remember, Bernie was caught off guard by it at first. Yeah, now then, and he felt there really bad when it acted upset that he thought it was a robot. <laughs> so, like, it, you know, it can get you. The the capture is pretty good. It's when it starts just like repeating things, mm-hmm. and like it's, it takes a little while for it to all fall apart. It seems like the first couple sentences can be pretty good. Which those are not bad if you're proactively calling for something. Like if you want to get oh, a hold right. of somebody, then you you want to wait for an actual CSR. You could just call and have a robot system that'll talk to you. Those are not bad. It's the ones that call you. The problem. Okay, and I'll tell you what the problem I have. Also, these when, aren't games, but <laughs> yeah, but the when you, the ones that you call, like let's say you call an airline or whatever, yeah. is when they say you know, when they begin their spiel. In a few words, describe to me what it is. Like just at that point, they should stop. No further explanation. In a few words, describe what you're calling about. Like they keep going on and on, and you can't interrupt them because if mm-hmm. you interrupt them, they're like, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" It's like I was saying what you no, want. Usually, you can just immediately say whatever you want to say. Every time I try that, they're like, "I'm sorry." What were you trying to say? I used to have to call the Microsoft one every day when I was working uh, QA because we'd have to – whenever you re-imaged a machine, you'd have to like uh, re – uh, set up the license. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you can just, as soon as it's like, hello, beep, 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 just start typing in. Like mm-hmm. you can just enter the numbers immediately without having to wait to the end of the spiel. So you, most of them you can interrupt. Okay. I feel really bad sometimes because I get, like I, when I know I'm talking to a robot, I'm like, yes, customer service, trouble with my account, whatever. <laughs> so you don't have to be nice to them either. You just be like, yeah, 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 shut up. Uh, yeah, shut up, you stupid machine. <laughs> I, yell at, I yell at Siri sometimes. Well. And and um, and Amazon Echo. Hmm. I tell them to shut up. Yeah. I'm not very polite to my robots. <laughs> They're coming for me. See? And I, and See? I call, Great. We're at least I'm upfront about it. You're like a closet robot hater. And I call, Out in public, you're like super friendly. Then behind closed doors, you're yelling at them. I do. I yell at my Roomba a lot because it's retarded. By the way, uh, someone did Send us an, a link it to an gets, article. It gets lost. It never makes it back Roombas to the state. We locked it in one, like in the room where its docking station was, and it could not find its docking station. Uh, people, someone did send us a link to Game Rant article that says that uh, No Man's Sky is effectively single player, so you mm. won't okay. you won't see your friends. 
Okay. You don't have friends. No friends. But no so friends. it's a good game if you don't have friends. It's a great Perfect. Game. I'm looking forward to it even more. If you want to just wander alone in the galaxy. Thanks to Ty Cooper. Um, so I'm not a big music person. I don't okay. know a lot of music. But I saw that uh, I guess there's a musician called Avicii who's making a game. I don't know if you saw the trailer for that. Uh, I did. It's, the game's it's, called Vector. The, it's it's Avicii Vector. Avicii Vector. It's got his name? Please, okay, it's got never his mind. name in it. It's, You're right. It's Avicii Vector. In fact, the trailer is, is mostly just about, black yeah. and white shots of him being like, I'm super cool. When they did show the game, though, did anybody else think it was just Tempest? No. You know what I thought it was is it reminded me of a mashup between like Frequency or Amplitude and Res. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, I mean, those were the like the big rhythm games of that generation and so I, that's just immediately it, what i think of and it like it had the the sort of like cool crazy weird ship movements and everything that i associate with res mm-hmm. but it was also on a path that yeah. i uh that i identify with it, amplitude it just made me think of tempest but instead of you going around the path the path you always stayed in one place and the path moved around you Mm-hmm. Uh, if that makes sense, like it was still like a ship. It's seeming like going, down, like you said, going down a path mm-hmm. or going down a tunnel, mm-hmm. avoiding obstacles and shooting enemies. Except in Tempest, you do this, and in this game, it goes around you. You just don't have to think extra spatially. No, you do. Just it's moving around. <laughs> like, it's just your frame of reference for the rotation is different. That, I mean, it looked like a cool game, but I was a big Tempest fan, so I don't know. Is the world ready for another rhythm game? I mean, we got the resurgence of both Rock Band and uh, Guitar Hero. Well, and uh, Amplitude was successfully mm-hmm. crowdfunded. So I don't think they're going to be on a AAA level. I think they're kind of niche at this point because it can be a little bit challenging to do some of the rhythm games with your your fingers, as mm-hmm. I recall. Um it was either frequency or amplitude. One in particular was a little bit weird because you'd have like your shoulder buttons and then, but that was only for two of the tracks and for a third track was like this other button that mm-hmm. like it wasn't a left or right. It's just they needed a third button. So they assigned one, you know, mm. um, that said, they're a lot of fun. They are. It's, uh, you know, they've had kind of a weird journey where they were huge, 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 and then completely silent on, well, I mean, there were still little ones here. They're like, uh, the dungeon crawler that was rhythm based. We did that for game. Oh, right? oh god, yeah, that was yeah. so much Dance fun. By the, the way, uh, Curse of the Necrodancer. Yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer. I, I, I still break that out and play it. It's a lot of fun. Do you think that crowdfunding something is actually a good barometer though for public interest? No, because it seems like Not so many things get crowdfunded. Yeah, I think that I think it's a good interest. I think it's a good barometer for seeing if there's a core audience still mm-hmm. there, but more widespread audience. I don't know. I mean, like for example. Amplitude. Don't think it'd be a triple A game, but successfully crowdfunded. So it'll at least like the fans will be happy, the the diehard fans. But again, will it break out the TBD? I'm Same also with, curious. You know, Shenmue Three. It uh-huh. crowdfunded a ton, but we'll see what sales. It wasn't enough that though. Deal. But that was the not the, not enough to actually make the game good. The Sorry, crowdfund guys. was only a, a that was all it was intended to be. Right, it was just a test of the in the the audience's willingness to play and buy the game. It and, wasn't even really to get any money, and also to get the money, bro. Well, to get some of the money, but all the money was supposed to come from Sony. Yeah, but they're still now they're complaining about how they didn't get enough money. And well, then they, I mean, that's I'm the just the saying that the, is, the, 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 if the audience had given ten million dollars, then we wouldn't be having this discussion. That's actually way the, to fail audience <laughs> if you just support it a little more if you bled for it i mean do you feel like uh, the the people that are doing crowdfunding campaigns have gotten closer to the mark recently on 
actually asking for and receiving the amount of money they need to make a game because that was a big thing when this started. I think there are companies now who have been through several iterations of it who who uh, <laughs> you missed your mouth. That's I a shame y'all didn't see it. He missed his mouth with the soda. Um, there are companies that you didn't get it on you. No. That's amazing. Um, there are you companies lie. that have been no one saw it. through different iterations of crowdfunding and they've done it successfully. And, I, and mm-hmm. those are the ones that support. Like I've talked about them before, like Hairbrain Schemes, who did Shadowrun. They're doing Battletech now. Uh, there's other mm-hmm. ones, though, like this whole Shenmue one that we're still talking about. It's like, we don't, I don't think they understood the way it was supposed to work or the way mm-hmm. it worked. You know, they yeah. had their pie in the sky idea and. It's not always what's going to happen. Well, everybody thinks they're going to be a new star citizen, and they're not. Right. Yeah. Well, and um, but the the Shenmue three backers were big supporters. The average contribution on that was ninety one dollars. Wow. So they were happy to pay more than the retail cost of a game to get it. Yeah, and it still wasn't enough. Way to, <laughs> way to fail, <laughs> yeah. guys! Just letting him down. Mm-hmm. You're letting him down. <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot of um, game companies I, I still am, am weary of. Wary mm-hmm. of. Um, but I think there's a couple. I, st- I think we're now starting to reach a point where there's enough experience where people are figuring it out. And uh, it's actually going to become more viable. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll start seeing less trash stuff that just yeah. disappears or doesn't go anywhere. I like, think it helps a lot with that we're seeing developers with reputations mm-hmm. going to Kickstarter. Like uh, Peter Molyneux. Sorry. Oh, uh, but Bad like, <laughs> you know, there's uh, the Divinity, Divinity Original mm-hmm. Sin guys, and then they've got Divinity Original Sin 2 going now, and everyone loved the first one. It's really not Original Sin at that point if it's 2, is it? It's Unoriginal yeah, Sin. Yeah, they, they Divinity, found some new sins. Divinity New Sins. I mean, what's life without added sins? Ah, the sin eighth, DLC. The eighth sin. <laughs> um, hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Paris Games Week. Just because there was All so right. much, there was so much about it. So when we went to E3, I didn't really pay too much attention to Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. But that's the one. Is that's the one being made by the developers that made? Ooh, their last game was that chick with the really long red hair. Oh, um, I have. You know what that the was one called. I'm talking about. Yeah, it was like a big PS3 title. Yeah, let me let me see if long I can. Long red hair pull it chick. Up, but... Yeah, PS3. Got it. That was everybody played that one. All their commercials were like uh, you didn't like play cinematic. So you you really I mean that was like one of the biggest titles I thought from their uh, presentation was Horizon. Yeah, but it was one of the ones that I was aware of, but really mm-hmm. hadn't drilled down too much into. So when I watched this uh, Paris Games Week demonstration, I was just blown away. There was only a few of them from their presentation oh. E3 that I was like, nope. Okay, I'm that thinking I, of, play. I may be thinking of a totally different studio. Because ah. I mean, most of the I mean, both presentations were very heavy with cross platform. So anything that you just rule out immediately that's cross platform because you can play it anywhere. This was one of the few ones that was like, oh, okay, that looks like something I would love to to try out. Mm Because it's PS4, right? Yes. Oh, uh, this is actually made by uh, the Gorilla Games. Yeah, Killzone. Who Uh, doesn't want to hunt giant robot dinosaurs? Now it's just going to bother me, like, what the redhead chick's name was. Uh, But I like this. This chick reminds me of, like, a lead character in Vikings. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess it's a a future post-apocalyptic game where man is fighting machine. Robot dinosaurs. I guess they could be. Very primitive androids. Well, androids, I mean, android is just a word for an advanced robot, right? You know, I'm not exactly but I think sure it has, what the precise it, it has to look human, I believe. It has okay. a, a human form? Okay. Yeah. It's like a, it's a mandroid. Or a woman droid. A woman android. A human human android. Human android. There you go. Uh, I like it. I'm going to look it up real fast. Andro- so I thought the game looked really cool. It's an interesting premise. Um, 
just like going that far in the future. Uh, a robot with human appearances is Android. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. They had, I, I thought that presentation they gave was also pretty long with uh, uh, Horizon. So it's mm-hmm. neat. It's another thing, another thing to look forward to. Uh, where am I at here? Then another one I was really excited about was Matterfall, which um, I don't know if you saw that trailer. It, I don't know exactly what was going on in that trailer, but it seemed like there was stuff in the world. And if it was red, it was trying to kill you. But then you could put blue stuff around your arm and make guns out of it and shoot the red stuff. That sounds like a pretty apt description. Sure. Uh, but it, it seemed like it was, uh, it was cool. It was, uh, blue stuff always beats up red stuff. I know. We made a career out of it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a PS4 exclusive game. So, and it's from the developers of Resogun. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the press release said... Crystalline shapes that are summoned midair are a staple of technology in this world, and you must overcome an ever-expanding threat that might have already seeped too far into the core of humanity itself. So I guess it's easy. Do you think it's AI? Do you think it's robots? <laughs> Probably. Crystal it's, it's, AI. I'm having a lot less fun with this now. That I, uh, you pointed out every story is exactly just humans fighting robots over I mean, and over. Or humans, humans fighting and robots never get along. Someone pointed out like the uh, Almost Human show, but wasn't there was still I really, like... I really liked that show, by the way. There was still prejudice, really, though, right? Like oh, the t- main, that was the hugely whole prejudice. Yeah, and, like the main guy is like, I don't like robots. At mm. the yeah, and well, that it, one's my partner. It mm. was about him learning to love his robot partner too. Like there was one point where he didn't like his last partner, and he like chucked him out of a moving car, and it got run over. <laughs> and it's like it didn't matter because it was just an android. But honestly, I feel like um, humans versus robots, like androids, and humans versus zombies, are really similar things. It's just ways to be like it's not human on human violence, so it's totally okay. Mm. It's human on something else that just kind of looks human violence mm-hmm. like so, prometheans hey. yeah kind of like how halo 5 has a teen rating uh-huh. instead of a mature rating for the first time ever in a halo triple a title well you did spend an awful lot less time shooting things that ble- actually bleed in this one yes and sometimes when you shoot them they just kind of dissolve and disappear well any promethean just goes and right. becomes dust so that's exactly what he was saying right yeah. well yeah <laughs> but you still shoot but bleeding things he, occasionally. He got the uh, he got the sound effects and everything. No, the sound effects were good. Mine was more descriptive. I was I was fleshing out the answer without flesh. Yes, just I dust. was def- I was explaining the lack of flesh in the answer. <laughs> um, so maybe we, I mean we can break up our our Paris Game Week talk with that. I mean Halo Five is out. It just came out this week, and uh, somebody was at the launch party. I was at the launch party. I hear you and Jeff had to share a controller. We did have to share. Wait, what? How did that work? There was a uh, it was a gaming tournament, and a celebrity they, they, gaming. They tournament. were they were afraid of our awesome power. So Do you want to name drop? Who else was there? Come on, um, it was streamed. That's public there was, knowledge. Uh, I'm gonna make a guess. I'm gonna guess Nathan Fillion was there. Nope. Really? He's no. In it and he dude loves some Halo. Nope. Okay. He was not there for the tournament. He may have been yeah. there somewhere else, but hmm. he was not in the room I was in. Um. Yeah, that was going to be my guess. Uh, Ike Amadi, who's the actor for Locke mm-hmm. in Halo 5. Okay. Uh, Travis Willingham. We talked to him at uh, E3, I think. He was a nice dude. I think we talked to him at E3. We talked to a lot of people at E3. You're naming my goddamn people. You keep interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Sorry. Willingham, who's the voice of Frederick. Uh, Laura Bailey, who's the voice of Vale. Um, Major Nelson. Kiki Wolfkill from 343. Was that it? Oh, and me and Jeff. Oh, and Claude Herrera from HBO. But most importantly, you and Jeff. Most importantly, me and Jeff sharing a controller. Did you win? No. Did but you come close the, to winning? in the end, did we you, were not the last losers. Did you suck magnificently? You mean the first losers? We were not the last losers. If you lose last, that's what people remember. Okay. 
that's that was our consolation. But if you lose first, don't they remember you too? No, no, that was like in the, the past. But then we came back and we got to play like a redemption round, oh. and we, we 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 were on the winning team then. So nice. That's what we said. Oh that, oh, that was later in the night. <laughs> that was uh, at the actual Microsoft store. At the I lunch. hear you got to be Sarge and good. Jeff got to be Donut. Oh man, you heard about that? <laughs> <laughs> I did. What? Um, someone came up to us um, and uh, you know asked what voices we do in Red Blue, and I said I was Sarge and. Jeff said he was Donut, and so we improved uh, a scene between Sarge Supposedly, and that is out there. There's a, it is there's out there. a video out it. there because Jeff demanded it be posted to the internet. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was late at night. I'd been screaming all day from the tournament earlier, uh, so my voice was shot, and it was just... Which would good. be perfect for Sarge. No, no, it was not good. <laughs> uh, but it, it was good. Um, I've had a lot of fun with the game. Uh, you know, they... I feel like in their interest of full disclosure, you're supposed to say that they did provide me a code to download the game, mm-hmm. and I played it uh, to campaign completion before it came out. Um, I th- it's about, what, nine hours long? I don't know if you finished it. I've uh, beaten on Legendary already, and I'd say I did Legendary in, in nine hours. Yeah, eight or nine hours, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, and I, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I don't know what to say about it. I feel like Halo is one of those series that's difficult for me to be objective about because we've used it and played it for so long and we're so uh, closely tied with that franchise. But I'm a big fan of that series. Yeah, it seems like the most common repeated reviews going around is that campaigns, mediocre, uh, multiplayer is very good. Multiplayer, I would agree, is I was worried about multiplayer after uh, how rocky the collection was, um, especially with the scope of some of those Warzone games. But I haven't had a single problem uh, with it. And, but uh, multiplayer just unlocked for us a few days ago, uh, uh-huh. right before the game launched. And it seems like it's been working without a hitch, other than the fact that I suck, <laughs> which is to be expected. The complaints I've heard from a couple people are they feel like there are too many is it microtransactions in Warzone? Rec there packs. are, a, well, yeah, there are a lot of microtransaction tie-ins. Actually, this is a good thing to mention for both this title and Assassin's Creed. There's a lot of microtransactions on the back end because uh, the rec packs are not something that's hugely necessary, but they are great helps. Um, they're very akin to the like Battlefield 4 slash Titanfall, like the, yeah, uh, the cards like burn you can play. Cards yeah, Titanfall. burn cards. Um, so in the rec packs, you can have various things including like armor customization is that's where you'll unlock all the armor pieces but it's also where you will get weapons and, and vehicles that you can summon during warzone so and there's this whole system where you as you play you build up like a level a rec level so initially you won't be able to call anything too super but as you get all the way up to 10 then you can unlock your major heavy weapons uh i it hasn't i you know i've, I've played warzone a few times it the, the concern i had going into that was that there would be a lot of unbalancing because every, all of a sudden, like the entire team would, other team would just have tanks. I have not noticed that at all. It's been really consistent, really even, like my team versus their team. You get the wrecks a lot, but yes, you play through the game, maybe you get about 100, or no, I'd say about 500 to 1,000 uh, credits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to get a gold pack, it's 10,000. Thousand, yeah, and then silver's five. You get a rec pack every time you level up. Every time you get uh, certain kind of commendations. So there's a lot of things that'll give them to you just in normal play. Um, but you can also pay real money for them. You could also pay real money for them. But I think that's all you can throw money at. It's just yes. getting more credits. Yes. Man, I'm starting. I mean, not starting to wonder. It's just one of those things that I guess because it's coming more pervasive, it's becoming more bothersome. Is the mm-hmm. idea of paying the full retail price for a game. 
And then even aside from the fact that you'll be asked to drop additional money on DLC later down the road, the base game still wants you to spend more money on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look this up, but um, I, I believe th- they, they were going to change their DLC uh, initiatives for Halo 5. Uh, yeah, the DLC maps are going to be free. Okay, see that that makes so it. So I think that's better. the trade-off that they wanted to give, um, uh, in order to accommodate. Right, and, and that I actually support. think is maybe a, a good way to do it. Is like if you're going to do this other content that everyone can play for free, then that's a way to offset the cost. Well, I think it's also I'm just smart overpaying for DLC and microtransactions if, and a retail game. Come on! If they keep hitting those beats appropriately and releasing new content for free to the entire player base, enticing them back in, they're widening the net of people who will be swept into those microtransactions. I mean, that's a very, that's yeah. exactly essentially what GTA has done. Uh, they're, well, for With the their initial... their free updates, because they've been great. Wow. They've been releasing free updates. They did. They slowed they down they, a lot. Y- sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it, they had a solid year where they were doing like one a month, and then... Maybe mm. that means that they're actually working on story DLC now. Maybe. Huh? Huh? That'd be nice. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, uh... I just think that if they're going to do DLC on GTA, it's going to be of a, a major scale. I mean, look at what they did for GTA 4. Those mm-hmm. were big DLCs. I would expect it would be kind of like Ballad of Gay Stoney. Uh, Gay Stoney. Gay Stoney. <laughs> Gay Stoney. <laughs> totally Gay different game. Gay Stoney. Whoa. Gay Tony style where it's a totally different character set in the same environment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, especially with the flexibility of the ending of GTA 5. So, but I feel like they've also kind of maybe taken that away with online because you have this other persona you play as. Well, and online predates the story. That happens oh. in before. the, okay. you, in the yes. world. It happens before the storyline. Yeah, because you do interact with a lot of the same characters, but mm-hmm. it's not at, it's not concurrent. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, the, the economy magically got way better between <laughs> online and uh, GTA V. The... Uh, the other Microsoft thing I feel like we should talk about is the um, the Elite Wireless Controller. I saw you oh. have it down there. This Elite Wireless Controller? Um, totally brought one. By the way, I thought this was the dumbest thing ever when they announced it. Oh, absolutely. I was like, change out your D-pad. That sounds dumb. Why would I want to change my sticks? This doesn't make any sense. This shit's sweet, yo. Look at this. The consensus. Have you played with them? Oh yeah, no, yeah. We they did, again. Yeah, again, fair consensus. Warning. First full of all, disclosure. They sent one to they, every. Yeah, they yeah. sent this to me, which is why it's not open yet. But. It's got this, a sweet case, bro. It does. They sent one. They, we got the patch crew got one, and then the achievement hunter got one. Um, it's magnetized. It's hard to the the thing about this controller that is pretty amazing that is you can't really convey by just looking at it, other than just throwing things on the floor. I don't need that one. I got this one. <laughs> well, that one's better. It really does feel really good. So, I was no. totally not on my right. It's, it's it, hard it, not to sound like a pitch when you do this, but. We everyone in, in Achievement Hunter was like, we would not have bought this. There's no way that we would have gone out and paid money for this until we held one. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It weighs more, which in my mind seems like slightly it would be bad. I actually like that it weighs good. more. That's what I'm saying. Stop cutting me off. Sorry. Uh, it weighs more, which and has so it has a really good feel. And additionally, my hands sweat a lot, so I feel like whatever the texture is on this mm-hmm. uh, like the grip maintains better than on the normal slick controller it's got a yeah the, there's a, actually a texture on the the hand where the part that goes kind of right here it's not just smooth it's got kind of like a cross hatch on it the, it feels nice solid rubbery the the metal pieces though feel metal like they're kind of cold to the touch like it doesn't feel like just uh, a lot of times you get kind of like formed pewter or something yeah. but this feels cold all of that being said mm-hmm. I don't know that it's worth 150 bucks I don't know it's that it is a lot of money for what it is yeah uh 
The uh, well, the other thing that we had to figure out too was so one of the big features on it is it's got a hair trigger. So it's it's oh, actually right. a, mm-hmm. that switch on the back is it's a right mechanical uh, limitation yeah. on the the trigger. So, so it, now pull it. You cannot physically pull mm. the trigger as far when that's initiated, which can cause a problem in certain games. Yes. Uh, so it works for the most part in Halo 5, except for certain guns, like the incineration cannon? Anything that you have to charge, you can fix it, though. What you have to do, uh, it, this thing really works strongly in conjunction with the Xbox Accessories app, and you need to create a profile that you can adjust pretty much everything on there, mm-hmm. right down to you can remap buttons on the controller to other buttons if you want to, not just the paddles. But uh, the trigger, you can actually adjust where the full pull is, uh, bring it all the way up to half so that you can have a full pull registration on the hairpin trigger. Gotcha. And it comes with a bunch of like pre-configured stuff you can mm-hmm. select from. And in fact, there's two different profiles you can set up on this controller, profile one and profile two, mm-hmm. so you swap between games or people who are sharing the controller. Um, it's a really cool piece of technology. It is, yeah. It, it, 150 is steep. Uh, I, I I really wouldn't have bought one until I played with it, and then I, I would consider it uh, because it does feel nice. But it, we spend so much time, a disproportionate amount of time, playing with controllers. Uh, so it's probably more important to people that play a lot, a lot of video games than it is to people that are just casual. Mm. If you're a casual player, it's not worth it. I, it's, I will say that the uh, at least for multiplayer running and jumping. That's the only thing I've used to paddle for so far is I've mapped that to A. On I took all the paddles but one off, mm. and uh, I can just run and jump without having to take my thumb off the look around button. Uh, and it does have a good feature, too, where if you double tap the sync button, that disables the paddles. Yeah. So if you accidentally are playing a game where you don't want to accidentally hit it, or if you set it down on the table and accidentally hit A seven times, not that that's happened. The problem I have with that, though, is... You can turn off the paddles, but then if the controller powers down, when it powers back up, it forgets that you've turned off the they paddles. They are back on. Yeah. And then, because anytime I pick it up and I, I immediately start hitting the paddles, like, no, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the paddles seem like trouble to me. I don't know how much I'll be playing with them. Aside from a couple of really limited cases like that, I feel like they'll get in my way more than anything. They, they are very nicely low key. And I will say that you, I would only incorporate them as you find a need. Yeah, like what he talked about is a, is a good mm-hmm. use for jumping. It's also great for in multiplayer for weapon switch and reload. So you don't have to take your thumb mm-hmm. off of like the, the, the turn mm-hmm. stick. Or, or in GTA, if you're trying to drive and shoot. That's always been kind of an issue because you have to, like, left bumper and it takes you off the brake and things like that, where in this case you could do those much easier. So there's, there are uses. I would, you know, once you have that available, if you go buy one, that would be how I would slowly integrate the paddles just based on what you find. If you sit there and play and just realize what is taking you away from the analog sticks the most and just map that to a paddle. Mm-hmm. Microsoft's making a lot of moves with like the between the Xbox One controller because now these controllers, I think all controllers uh, for Xbox One, not just the Elite ones, um, all of them, you can now uh, do wirelessly on PC as well. Oh right, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if that's we a Windows that 10 adapter. only thing, but yeah, I got one of those adapters and it's actually really cool. Last night, Bernie and I tested it. Uh, you can sync multiple controllers to one wireless adapter. Up to eight. So, yeah, we were we were playing Guacamelee, had the one thing, and now we don't know why we have four adapters. <laughs> yeah. We initially thought we could only have, like, one per. The, the adapter is a little bigger than you'd think. It, it it's looks, about this big. It looks like a little tiny, like a little bitty USB dongle when you see the pictures, but that's 
that's you know internet scale it's and it's actually it's pretty big oh it's really that big not wow. not, not, not this thick, wide but just like but yeah. this long Links. it sticks yeah. out a lot so you're not going to want to put it in a front usb slot for example no. yeah. it does that's come with just a, asking for trouble it comes with a usb extender cable though so you can just Take plug it, it to the bottom back of the table. yeah and stick it anywhere uh i th- correct me if i'm wrong does it work with 360 controllers too it's supposed to i haven't tried it with the 360 controller just the xbox one controller what so. i read uh-huh. was it was supposed to but like like she just said I'm not tested. Yeah, here I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. Um, I mean, it's called an Xbox One wireless thing, so I would assume probably not. But I think it was supposed to. Anyway, well, let me read this yeah, while read you that. look that up, and definitely uh, tell us the answer to that. Um, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the patch is also brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Stop shaving with an old razor; it's gross. Why are you torturing yourself with a gross old blade week after week? Probably because you don't want to shell out twenty bucks for a pack of new ones. DollarShaveClub.com has revolutionized the way men shave. With Dollar Shave Club, you can shave with a fresh blade as often as you want because they deliver a whole sleeve of amazing razors for just a few bucks a month. The razors are so good, millions of guys have joined. Even the billion-dollar razor corporations are freaking out, but instead of lowering their bloated prices, they're trying to fool you into milking the same blade for an entire month, and that's gross. Their price gouge just long enough. Never go back to squeezing weeks and weeks of shaves out of a disgusting, rusty blade. Join Dollar Shave Club and use a fresh blade whenever you want. Feels amazing, and it's a third of the price. Join the millions of others who figured out the smarter way to shave. Join Dollar Shave Club now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. Thank you to Dollar Shave Club for your support of our discussion of how androids oh, are inferior to humans. I didn't read the next line. What's the next line? All right, so it says specifications for use with the Xbox One wireless controller or Xbox wireless controller. Uh, the next line is not compatible with controllers designed for the Xbox 360. There is, I just found, though, an Xbox what? 360 wireless gaming receiver for Windows, so it's just a different dongle I think you they, need to get. I think they discontinued that, though. They did. Never mind. But, and I complained about that in the last patch, and I, I, didn't, I don't have the piece of paper in front of me. A very nice member of the audience actually sent me one and said, oh. hey, we Aww. used this once, and I didn't have, we didn't have a use for it. So instead of throwing it out, I mailed it to you. So thank you very much. I will find your name, and actually thank you for I will find you. <laughs> I will find you, and in, I will thank you. In the good way, not the Liam Neeson way. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, that's... Um, I don't know. I've gotten used to the Xbox One controller. I didn't like it as much as the 360 controller for a really long time. But now I think I've just gotten used to it. And now I like it a lot. And so I that's what I default to. I don't default to a 360 controller anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when that changeover happened. Well, all the 360 controllers I've got anywhere near me are all kind of rickety at this point. Like, they don't age well. They get really, mm-hmm. like, creaky and, and, like, pop. And it's not good. Like, yeah. maybe a fresh one would feel good at this point, but in, the ones I have are, like, eh, not good. Well, we've got um, – Bernie has a bit of a problem in that he <laughs> loves custom controllers. Yeah, Michael's so got that problem now, too. we have every custom controller that Xbox One has put out. We just got the um, the the two different Halo five The Lock and the Master and, Chief. And we've got a Call of Duty one. No one in the house plays Call of Duty, but we've got the – I think we've got the Call of Duty one. God only knows. I think we've got a – just Titanfall one, just just everything, just all the custom controllers. So we have, so it's now like you can go anywhere in the house, and there's for some reason an <laughs> Xbox One controller stashed. By the way, there, th- but not the 360 controllers are away in a basket somewhere. I think there may be some quality control issues with that Master Chief controller because of the people I've heard that have gotten them, two of them have had problems. Yep, you mm-hmm. and Three. Gavin both. Yeah, yeah. There I think are you're, some the one, you're the one. You're my second. You're one. Oh, of those okay. two. Yeah. Gotcha. Never mind. I wasn't gonna ouch it. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, over time, you know, with those 360 controls, I have uh, a bunch of wired ones that we use over there in the mm-hmm. Let's Play room. And uh, like some of them, it's like if you just leave them and not touching them, the, the sticks start drifting to one uh-huh. side and you see your cursor just 
Like, no, nope, no one's touching you. Go back to center. Do you practice um, percussive maintenance on them? No, I do not. You I like explain? that. Maybe you should do some that's, preventive you just percussive hit the shit out of them. That's a word. Yeah. That's that's an actual term for just banging on stuff and fixing it. I always thought of it as a technical tap. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that'll work too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do it on the fridge a lot. Uh, we're getting pretty close to the end. We should talk about Assassin's Creed before we run out of time. Talk yeah, about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, what's up, Syndicate? Yeah. Uh, have either of you played it yet? No, I have not. No. Okay. I've played a little bit. I've a played bit. a couple of missions, but I'm not super far into it. I'm, I think I'm in sequence force. I'm also not that far into it. I think yeah, the first sequence one and two take place before you go to London, I think. Yeah, it's like there's one mission is Jacob and one mission is Evie. Uh, so th- take it how you will. They've definitely uh, incorporated a female character into Assassin's Creed. You can't, no one can say that they didn't lo- allow you to play as a girl now. Uh, I do like the, the difference in skills that you have between the two. Evie's much more focused on stealth, whereas Jacob is much more uh, physical violence kind of guy. Um, it feels really nice. It doesn't have the stutter that uh, that uh, Unity did. They had you know that performance issue where it was really juddery. True. Although Unity was doing a thing where they were trying to fit as many NPCs on yeah. screen at once as possible because it was very visually impressive, which is great because it was pretty much just a slowly refreshing wallpaper. Yeah. But it you know that's what it's going for. Whereas with this London, they've scaled it back it's still time. yeah i mean it and still feels still populated get, yeah there's you still get mm-hmm. people around just not not throngs. the giant crowds yeah not the the throngs of people that were in unity and uh i mean it's not running a perfectly smooth frame rate ever uh but what it does do that unity couldn't handle was when it has frame rate issues the frame rate drops but the gameplay still moves smoothly okay so that that to me is a playability issue if it starts to actually the input starts to judder then i'm not happy but as long as it keeps moving smoothly even if the frame rate goes down that's more acceptable to me and still more playable to me what platform are you playing on right now i'm playing on xbox one okay yeah so um, my understanding is that the frame rate tends to be a little bit better a little bit better and more steady on ps4 Probably, it's yeah. still um, it still has the occasional drops into the the mid to high twenties, mm-hmm. but it's more reliably at thirty. Mm-hmm. As a PC player, does it bother you that it's? Is it? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that it's later on PC? Uh, I mean, well, after Arkham Knight, yeah, you make sure it works. <laughs> Which, by the way, is still broken. No, no, I think they almost out. I think it just still came back broken. out. Right? Yeah, it just got released. Re-released. Yeah, but it's still broken. Oh, it is still broken. Yeah, it came out again and it's oh, still broken. God. What happened? Just still doesn't work that great. Well, I mean, there's all it's there's just, people that have issues. I'm sure, like less broken, mm. but still broken. Um, I, you know, people always talk about how PC Master Race has, you know, oh no, I got the buttery smooth 60 frames per second. Never, no, I mean, old school PC playing, you're real used to not getting 60 because getting 60 frames per second in a lot of things means paying a lot of money. I'd say there's a lot more of the PC game crowd that's pretty used to having, uh, well. Either dropping, you know, proactively dropping visual effects to promote higher frame rate or just dealing with the fact that it's going to, you know, go up and down. That's just part of playing on a PC unless mm-hmm. you can afford to have a dual Titan uh, setup. Yeah. That's natural. Growing Doesn't up, everyone? Always, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Growing uh, up, I always had kind of a shitty gaming PC, so I was really used to the occasional slideshow. Mm-hmm. Just try, like just trying to like load into anything or get it going, and just you get really patient about mm-hmm. slowly moving through this area that just completely fucked your PC over. I think that's the that's where the conceit is because 
on a PC, if you, you always have the option of making it better by either changing your PC or changing the settings. Yeah. Whereas on a console, that's what it is. You live with it. But you think they should have the correct optimized visual settings for the console. They know what they're getting. There's no variation in the console. I mean, console. do you think people, I mean, developers probably feel like they have to live up to a certain standard, right? I feel like that's what really went wrong with Unity in some ways is they, like, Black Flag on the Xbox One, uh, one of my favorite things ever in an Assassin's Creed, the fast travel was very fast. Like, you would go, it'd go dark and you'd be somewhere else. Uh, I'm I'm kind of sad that Syndicate isn't as fast as that. Uh, but while it was not in some ways as beautiful as Unity, it worked really well, played really well, and I was fine with the level of graphics. I didn't need more. A lot of people always are, clamor for you know higher fidelity graphics, but in some ways, just give me a good graphics that tell a good story and good playability, and that's. Really, the golden triangle, and a lot of it can be offset with uh, art direction and art mm-hmm. style as well. Like you don't have to have something that's photorealistic. You know, if mm-hmm. it just looks convincing and has a, a great aesthetic to it, you can get yeah. by with a lot. And look at a lot of the games we've played for Game Club. A lot of them are made by tiny teams. They don't have a lot of resources at their disposal, but they manage to make games that are absolutely gorgeous. You know, re- I feel like there's a little bit of a polarization mm-hmm. happening there. That there's the hyper-realism and the, the, a lot of the AAA games are going for, and then there's stylization to optimize a little bit better for the indie developers. I think that a lot of the AAA, AAA developers are looking at, they release an E3 trailer, and it's like, wow, it's pre-rendered, and it's amazing. And they're all going for that gasp when it's like, it comes out of the pre-render and into gameplay. It's like, oh, look, it's like it's pre-rendered. But that's Chorus not, of Angels. Oh. Yeah, it's not practical. I'd rather have a good, solid game. And if it doesn't look like a pre-render, then either don't do the pre-render that looks like that, or we need to get better at educating people that a pre-render is not it's what not a, you should expect of gameplay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, and we talked about this forever ago on the patch mm-hmm. when Diablo was coming out on consoles, where after <laughs> it had been out for two or three weeks, my wife saw the commercial on TV and said, that game looks really scary. Do you ever play that one? I said, you've been watching me play that game for three weeks. The game doesn't look like that. Mm-mm. You know, it's a, the pre-rendered cutscenes. It's totally, uh-huh. totally different than what you actually end up playing. Uh, well, a couple other thoughts real quick on Assassin's Creed before we have to go. Uh, it does feel very Assassin's Creed. The combat system is, is very fast and kind of tight, and it feels nice. I like it. Some people aren't as big of a fan because they feel like it elevates them more to a super, superhuman level. It's, it's a little bit more brawly. It's too. a lot more brawly, a lot more vicious in some ways. I think, oh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's you're great. snapping limbs, it and it, it's, it's a lot mean. more MMA in some ways. It, but it's very fast, so there's a lot of very quick strikes and quick movements. Um, but I, it feels good to me. Uh, it's again, it's Assassin's Creed. You're going to have like seven mission types, and you're going to do those all around the city until you own the city. Uh, if you like that sort of thing, then this is a good example of that. Uh, so far, the story's okay. Jacob's a bit of a twat, but <laughs> other than that, uh, so you haven't finished campaign yet? Then? I have not. No. Okay. No, my understanding is he continues to be a bit of an idiot, but I can see he's it, got yeah. a sweet hat. He does have a sweet. I haven't upgraded the hat yet. I'm still in the original hat. I have not gone to the top hat. I feel it would be impractical to assassinate people on top hat. Oh, I think so too. But that's why, like, he goes into assassination mode and like top hat come off, goes into magical pocket, hood comes up. Now I'm an assassin. It's one of those magician ones. You know, you pop it out, a knife comes <laughs> out, <laughs> kill someone. It's like I'm going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Just kidding! It's a knife in your. <laughs> yeah. See, I could see practicality there. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, you know, I talked about Blizzard briefly. Uh, the Overwatch beta started, which I am not in. 
and I'm very sad about. Have you, are you either of you no. guys into it? Nope, not no. in it. Oh, yeah. Signed I, up for it. Everyone that I've talked to that has played it is just absolutely in love with it and uh, can't stop talking about it. So and they said very specifically it was going to be a very small band, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, the only time I played it was a long time ago. It was at PAX East. I think it was PAX East. So it's been it's been months and months. But at the time, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And they've added, you know, they started talking about a whole bunch of new characters since then. And I mean, you know, it's Blizzard. It's going to be good. Yeah, I have. I have total faith in them and also yeah and speaking of blizzard again starcraft 2 the legacy of the void is november 10th so crazy yeah that's not this coming week but next week that uh, day tomb raider legacy of the void and fallout 4 no fallout 4 fuck yeah all in the same day i'm kind of surprised the tomb raider didn't just sort of move out of the way of that one here's a big discussion i was having in the team in her office everybody's saying i was an idiot what order do you play those three in name them again all right we got fallout 4 Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and uh, StarCraft Two: Legacy of the Void. Fallout Four, StarCraft Two, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Fallout Four, Rise of the Tomb Raider, StarCraft. See, that's what they were going with. I think I want to get. I I know I'm going to like Tomb Raider. I think I want to get it out of the way though, because it'll be like a nine hour, mm. nine ten hours. Like I can play it, enjoy it, be done with it. Then I can, you know we can talk about it, things like that. Fallout Four is going to be a lot of life. Fair enough. I feel like Fallout is one of those games, especially, um, and I feel like this might have been less the case with Fallout 3, but with 4, part of the fun of playing it is going to be riding that initial hype wave. Mm-hmm. Like, you get you get people that are excited or outraged or whatever, and you're part of that conversation immediately. As I mean, that's the entire appeal of getting something right at the beginning, whereas awesome. I feel like Rise of the Tomb Raider, I'll play it and enjoy it. But I don't have to play it on day one to feel like I'm getting the experience that also, I'm going for there. With the first two that we said, I don't want those stories spoiled. Rise yeah. of the Tomb Raider, I'm less upset That's about. That's true. The yeah, story of the Rise of the Tomb Raider, I don't care. But Legacy of the Void, I definitely want to yeah. do. And that is, again, not a huge game. Right? You want to know what the story of Probably. Rise of the Tomb Raider is? Girl gets in trouble. She can go to a lot of crazy places, kill way more people than should be necessary. <laughs> and uh, Doing severe psychological trauma to herself. And and t- take more physical damage than any human being can actually do. But she gets away with stuff. And cool. she has a totally sweet accent. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at time. <laughs> so with that, we'll uh, bid you guys adieu. Stay tuned for Game Club. And we'll see you guys next week. Which I've not stopped playing, by the way. I can't really? stop playing that game. Good game. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> We're talking about transforming clothing. Yeah. You're no. so all about transforming clothing. Right? It's the future. I mean, Back to the Future promised me that clothing would be self-fitting and then like shoes that would transform, which is happening. Yeah. Totally 2016. You guys, this isn't pre-play, all right? All right. Wow. Can we oh, talk geez. about that? Man, Ryan. Jesus. I'm sorry, Ryan. We... There will be no fun on this show. <laughs> Let's just build a boat, okay? Fine. Gosh. We, we got shit to do. We got to build a boat. All right. Well, then we're talking about you must build a boat because yeah. you must build a boat. Is that, it ever quantified why you must build a boat? Well, we yeah. You had, to, you had to cross the yeah. sea and you couldn't cross it in the boat you had. Didn't you uh, read the first line of dialogue in the game? Uh, there were things happening simultaneously as I was launching it. So, no. Uh, actually, I missed one or two lines of dialogue, what, which apparently was the plot. Cheesy. Yeah. I mean, that was it. It was like, hey. And you're like with sailing with monsters? Are you like yeah, the like Noah of monsters? <laughs> you got like a zombie and a mummy you're yeah. hanging out with? And a pharaoh comes along. Yeah. You start collecting them as you go too, which they That's because they, they become your crew. It's yeah. a little bit like Metal Gear Solid Five. You just kidnap them and then they work for you because they have no choice. <laughs> They're stuck on your ship. 
I wish I could liberate B monster or B horror movie monsters and make them subservient to me. That would be great. I like, just like Pharaoh, get on the like the rowy things. Yeah, and you no, know, no, no. You power the boat by jumping. Yeah, that's what yeah. they do. They all like kind of. Like, oh. no, so, and we we need more people to jump, so you have to like get more crew members. I, I always pictured it as like they're just trying to like get the boat light, really light for a second, so, can, like, <laughs> so that it can like go forward, well, and constantly. then like they land, and then it's like everyone get light again and jump, and then land. So. For those who haven't played it yet, it's um I would categorize it as and we should try this because I wonder if everyone's got the mm. same genre. I would categorize it as a match three endless runner RPG. Super light RPG. Super wow. light RPG. It's a, it's a very That's light a on lot the RPG of categories. Element. Yeah. But it's not even it reminded me a lot actually of a game called Dungeon Raid. Did anybody ever play that game? Mm-hmm. It's a mobile game and I love that friggin' game and so this reminded me of it a lot. My my I think my favorite thing about this game was no matter what, at the end of every run, it's always you win. I <laughs> there was no failing. But you if you had, were over here, um Ash might have heard this. I'd like if the screen would come and I'd smack my desk because I was like, damn, I'd be like one away from unlocking the chest and it'd be like, you win. I'm like, I had like a <laughs> centimeter left, motherfucker. Like I was so close to But I'd did be, like, you feel better it. when no. it was reaffirming you like, no, it's okay. You still won. No, and when I you could, can't lose you can't like if you, it says that you can't lose this game, right? But that's you not true. You, also you, feel can't like you can't win it. Win. Yeah. yeah, you can't win this game. They just try to make you feel a little bit better about and, it, and it's not working. To be and clear, you can't always rerun, which annoys me. That annoyed me. If you yeah, complete so at least one mission when you go on these. So basically, the I guess we'll back it up a second. Why would you just want to the basic? Because I want to play it again. And do better. Uh, you are trying to build your ship up, and so what you do is you go on basically like a side scroller running kind of animation, and you'll encounter either enemies or chests, and then below it you have a grid of icons that you have to then match uh, three in a row or more to do either a key, a sword, uh, like a magic staff. A shield. And then there's there's um, a, a defense, brain, and then there's a, a brain bicep, and a, a bicep. A brain and crates. Um, yeah, and the crates are really annoying. Well, uh, they, they are, except they're what bring up things ups. like the tomatoes mm-hmm. and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So th- that's how you get your power up. Right. Uh, but while you're on these runs, you also have submissions that you have to accomplish. So you, before you go out, you can pick one, two, or I think if you get a – there's a three. item you can ac- uh, get later that lets you get three uh, of these submissions that you have to accomplish. And if you don't accomplish any of those, you still win. You still well, you win, st- but you, really – But you, you still get, get the money. It. So I think of that – I almost think of that as like a way to grind because once you – complete all of the quests in an area you have to move to the next area mm-hmm. so if you keep failing the quest you can stay and you can keep running yeah. and that's how you get more gold right and, and the yeah. gold allows you to upgrade your weapons so yeah. you can do yes. more damage so yeah you still get sword, gold or you can upgrade the the, the staff thing mm-hmm. i'm presumably later on mm-hmm. you can do everything else yeah and you can as, as you uh, unlock the monsters you can have them on your ship and when they're on your ship that's what the brains and the biceps are for. Once they're on your ship, then they provide you bonuses too. I th- yeah, they. Um... Well, and eventually, I think you can bring one with you. Really? Oh. Yeah, I think down the road. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I'm we talk about the part. Brainiac guy? Because did anybody else think he was a green-haired Johnny Bravo? His name was like oh. Woolworth or something. He, when <laughs> yes. he was walking out, I was like, "Oh my god, Johnny Bravo!" Yeah. He was like, "Hey, I'm Woolworth," and I'm like, "No, you're not." I like the idea that this dude was just like hanging around in a dungeon, being like, "Knowledge is super cool." Yeah, I love learning. <laughs> What's up? What's up? He's hands on. He's got to get right in there, right in the thick of it. That's where the learning happens. Like just sitting down to tea with a pharaoh. So tell me about your life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and, but the, Solid so conversation, bro. Ryan and I were talking about this. The name of the game, You Must Build a Boat, is actually kind of misleading because you never actually build the boat. You mm-hmm. must and you start with your boat. boat. Yeah, the boat yeah. gets bigger. It expands when you go so, to a new area, right? Like yeah. you finish all the quests yeah. and your boat just goes... Yeah, or you get a new dude and then it's like, oh, look, another room is on your right. boat mm-hmm. magically. So it's really, you must biggen your boat. Yeah. So, so it's same acronym. Yeah. The thing that bothered, the only thing about this game I did not like was after each run, you must build a boat. <laughs> Fuck off, I know the name of the game. Like, it annoyed, it started to, like, at first I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Oh, yeah. Come on, it's like a game show. And then, again, I was like, at the, toward the end, I was like, ah, I wish Salty I could, like, man. click here. At the beginning of every episode of The Price is Right, they still tell you it's The Price yeah, is Right. Yeah, but it's like, I, if I just played it, you were just talking about how you don't want, a, like, a, a synopsis for The Walking Dead if you just You're played right. The Walking Dead. You're absolutely right, I'm just I don't it. want it every single time. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be, like, The Price is Right logo at the beginning of the show. It'd be, like, every time someone came down the aisle. <laughs> One dollar Bob, <laughs> Price is Right. Yeah, The Price is Right intro played again. Yeah. Wait, they do. No. The whole thing. With the, every time they come down the aisle, they play the intro again. Yeah, but they don't play like the, <laughs> like, <laughs> the yeah. They play the music and they they show the person running. You're right. No, Thank just, you. I'm, yeah. You're just being con- you're just, being contrarian poking. right now. I'm just being contrarian. Uh, well, we so don't have any like nobody didn't like the game. We got to have some discussion over something. Well, like even the price point was really low. I think on Steam it's four ninety nine. Uh, I bought it also on my iPhone. It's two ninety nine on the app I store. Was, I, was I didn't realize it was bad, mobile. All of you guys got super wrinkly. I forgot about everything. I was just like, <sighs> oddly enough, I'm way better at it on mobile. Really, I'm way better on it. Steam because if you click out of the window, it pauses. Yeah, Ryan came and showed me oh. some, some cheats. Yeah, I did. I used it, and then I tried to move my window to get a better view, and it unpaused it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> eh, fuck it, I'm screwing. Yeah, up. I tried not to cheat, uh, but I knew that the option was there if I ever needed it. I did. Uh, my cheat mm-hmm. is that I would just start dragging shit randomly because it'll highlight like, for uh-huh. you yeah. Yeah. if you're stuck. Yeah, and just be like, ha ha, and it'll highlight for you. <laughs> like you get into the. I think it's the like purpley swamp area, and there's those little like teeny tiny pigs that are uh-huh. super oh. fast. Yeah. Oh, I hate the little They're pigs. They're so fast, and so I just like panic and start dragging things around, and then would match for me. And usually, it's something totally useless. Like, yeah. great, I just matched a whole bunch of locks. Like, Good job, yeah. yeah. But the, the, yeah, there's some of them, and, and there's also like you talked about being scared of the imps. Like the one that always got me was there was one mission where you had to defeat a swarm before it was able to damage you. Yeah. Right. And I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do that. And it no, was like it was turns so out simple. It's super easy. Yeah, because like okay. their swarms are really slow. Yeah, uh, they move like once maybe. So if you can match two things, mm-hmm. you're you're, set. you're done. I didn't like the speckly things. Yes, Those things annoyed me. This is oh, it's a swarm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Those things annoyed me. They're they're slow, but they're resistant to physical, physical damage. Yeah, so they got to try and fire. use magic on them. Or yeah, you're supposed to use, try and use fire in fire, particular, think, yeah. but yeah. like magic mm-hmm. if you can't. But it's like I can only match what I can match. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I mean, the game definitely tells you that early on. Sometimes there's not what you need. Like, if you're fighting a monster and you can only match a key, like, you may as well just match the key quickly just to keep the board moving and refresh it to try to yeah. get something else. If I can, I'll try and burn a sh- I'll do a shield or anything like that. Or, like, mm-hmm. I just ha- I hate burning an actual combat thing for something mm-hmm. that I don't... It, can't really, it almost for. gets to the point where you just start... <clears throat> you play the match game just for the match game, and then if you just keep that board in motion... You will find that you do really well in the objectives. You're just not even looking at what you're doing. You just keep going. Okay, as faster you clear them out, the more you're doing to something, even if it's not always the right thing. But it keeps it in motion. I actually really like this match three element as well. When it first, when I first saw, I was like, oh god, here we go, another bejeweled clone. But it's actually really cool the way it does. So you can drag 
anything, it's like as many spaces as you want, either horizontally or vertically, and it drags everything in its mm-hmm. row or column with it to try to match up with two other things. So that's actually really cool. It's hard. Like, it's it, it's it almost think, Rubik's Cube. Yeah, yeah, like Bejeweled is way easy the, in comparison to this, if you ask me. The Bejeweled player in me would get frustrated sometimes when me I see too. two... Another one, uh-huh. and then like a third, and, and I'd be like, drag I just, it up yeah, and be like, just keep, put yeah, them exactly. together. Just give, give me that. No. Yep. Yeah. So it. Yeah. I think that in a way, having played, like I used to play a lot of Bejeweled. Like I cut myself off because I was a junkie. <laughs> and in a way, that just like having that trained mentality hurts me in this game because yeah, I'm absolutely. constantly looking for Bejeweled matches, and that's not how it works. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this is this a game club first where we all. Really enjoyed Stand of the approval. game. No, we've uh, liked it no, all before. I think we all liked. We all liked Unfinished Swan. We yeah. all liked. I complained it was too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. Uh, there, papers, true. please. Did anybody complain about papers? Uh, oh, you said it's not all the fun of doing paperwork. I said yeah. it was, it's all the negative aspects of having a child. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did anyone hate Brothers? I, didn't, I, did, no. I wasn't on that. Or one, Limbo. No, I like so, that. So, you know, okay. we've, we've we have had a, lot we've had a couple of you know positive what? experiences. We play a lot of, like, really fucking good games on this show. And Katawa Shoujo. Everyone yeah, loves Katawa This was another Gus pick after Gus was like, we never pick my games. <laughs> but you knocked it out of the park, man. It was no Yay. sunset. <laughs> Applause to Gus. Yay. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. And also, I'm like the person in the like the drama that's like, like zoom in on my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn it, why sunset? <laughs> All right, should we, uh, should we yeah. visit the cylinder yes. and see, pick, see what has pick, it for us? And, and thank pick. you guys for all your suggestions, too. We're adding a whole bunch of stuff to the cylinder. So I want to pick. God only knows right, what we're we'll playing. Oh, look out, it's open. It's a trap. It's open. Oh, sorry, okay. It looked loose. <laughs> it's worried. a trap. Like, like the studio crew would be like, watch this. We're going to make it's ourselves like clean up a bunch of ping pong balls. <clears throat> I really like got? our little tiny cylinder. I know. Like someone put it in the dryer. Community pick, Thomas was alone. Thomas was okay. alone, I've heard of that. Okay, I, that one actually comes up a lot. I've seen it in the comments. A lot of people want us to play Thomas is alone. Let That's me one where you're like blob, right? Was. He's no longer alone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this game. Well, he's got us now. It's okay. We're coming for you, you're Thomas. I am looking that it up. That sounds weird. I think that's you. It, it's it's yeah. an indie. You're, you're like the old square. In the yeah. Thomas is Alone um, is an indie puzzle platformer game created by Mike Bithell, originally released as a Flash-based browser game in October 2010, um, then was expanded and released to Windows and OS X systems in 2012, PS3 and Vita in 2013. Hey, see, Vita got a title. Linux, iPad, and iOS, Android, Xbox One, PS4, Wii U. It's on, it's on everything. Do you have a platform? It's on everything. It takes it's place within it. a computer mainframe where some unspecified Except event has caused artificial intelligence routines to run out of control and gain personalities. So this sounds like a lot of fun. Actually, I'm in. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll Let's see you next time. We'll, we'll, we'll play that. Oh, we're going to yeah. play that. 